0: Welcome back to Hashtag Single with Jeanette Bonner. I am not a relationship expert or sex therapist. I'm just a regular New York City woman navigating the world as a single, independent feminist. Hashtag Single is about having honest conversations with other singles in today's device-obsessed culture. So I hope you'll join me on this interesting, challenging, and complex journey as we navigate the ins and outs of singledom. back to Hashtag Single. It's me, Jeanette, your host. Happy July. Welcome back to our one-on-one session um, where I interview a fabulous, independent, strong single woman. I'm very excited to have with me today my friend Melissa. Melisa, thank you so much for being on Hashtag Single with me.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited about talking about all this stuff. We're going to get dirty. We're
0: going to get yeah. in <laughs> And Melissa brought in her friend Justin to be the voice of the patriarchy. Justin, thank you for being here.
2: Hello, thank you for having me.
0: Um, <laughs> Justin, do you know what it means to be the voice of the patriarchy?
2: I do. I've listened okay, to good. a couple episodes and I'm ready to go.
0: Oh. Okay. Fabulous. Good. Yes. Yeah. So we're fresh. just gonna chat. Um, we want to hear your thoughts and opinions, but you know, not until we ask for them. So we're <laughs> just gonna um, ask you to listen quietly, and then at some point, I'll we'll check in with you and just um, see see your thoughts and your response to uh, to our perspective on dating. How's that sound?
2: Wonderful.
1: All right. Let's do it,
0: <laughs> Melissa. Yes, ma'am. How is your single journey going?
1: <laughs> um it it's going. <laughs> I don't I mean, here we are. Um yeah, I've been like going through through ups and downs with it, you know? Like sometimes really interested in trying to date, sometimes not. I think yeah. much like you, like so much career stuff going on, that's like that, that kind of takes a back seat, and sometimes being single is easier.
0: Yeah, I hear you. So how long have you been single?
1: Um, about five years. Okay. Um, and part of that was being in grad school for two of those years and um, then moving back to New York and yeah. So there's been a lot going on in my life while, while the last five years.
0: Yeah. Do you find um, I have, as you could probably imagine, a lot of my guests because they're colleagues and associates of mine. They are in the entertainment industry. There's Mm -hmm. very few guests, I think, that haven't been in the entertainment industry. So I think that's obviously a factor like this podcast is a little biased because we're talking about a very, as you said, like weird profession to date in. You know yeah. we have like 16 hour days and you're not like flirting on set or the guys that you work with are not people that you want to date is that has that become an obstacle for you
1: well i mean you're not flirting on set am i doing I mean, it wrong
0: i, I mean <laughs> I think you can, like, as long as. No, I don't think the there's like no power. rules to it. But like, <laughs> when you're focused on getting the shot in, you're not just like, oh hey, like, I just want to let you know in our 30 seconds of silence that I really like your physique. Like, I don't know. Yeah. You yeah, are. Yeah, you now. You, <laughs>
1: okay. you can make eyes over broom tone. I feel like that's okay. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, and it's funny because like I have dated a lot of people that are in the industry or that I've met on set, like just over, over the years, it's not like there's pros and cons to it, right? Like they actually understand the lifestyle and have, have, uh, you know, don't feel bad when you don't hear from you for a whole day cause you're on set. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then matching up schedules becomes like a real difficulty too, if they're doing the same thing. Um, so yeah, I've, I've, I've done, I've done both things.
0: Do you find it's easier to meet people like in real life
1: on set than on dating apps? I mean, for me in general, yes, like dating uh, or meeting people in real life is much easier because I feel like dating apps, there's such like a huge visual component to it, which at the end of the day, I don't particularly care about or connect with. Like I can see if like someone's hot, but I'm much more interested in like a really good conversation. Mm -hmm. So the dating app and then like even the initial matching, it's just not set up for that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's
0: that's 100% true. I actually just started chatting with a guy this week. And he said, um, you know, have you been meeting people during quarantine, like going on dates? And I said, no, have you? And his response was, I don't know if this is a good match, then I'm not interested in endless texts. And I was like, who said anything about Endless? But we haven't had any conversation yet. Like, he's just like, we're meeting or we're not meeting. And I'm like, maybe we can get to know each other a little Whatever. bit before I decide I want to share germs with you. Like, yeah, no, he that was, feels was so quick to
1: dismiss me to be like, oh, I don't want to talk to you for forever. And I'm like, it's been three days. Man. Yeah. I think that's also like so much from a male perspective of, of like we have to meet now, why won't you give me your number, there must be something weird about you, as opposed to, I think as women, being much more cautious about giving someone a number or being even in a public place with someone because of all the like psychotic people that we've come across and the weird shit that happens.
0: Yeah, I've been trying to say that to the guys that I've been talking to throughout quarantine. Like, there's been an immediate let's meet or give me your number. And I respond with, I don't give out my number so easily. Um, And I don't think they, why don't they understand, like, there's a creep factor that they have to get through before I allow them to have my phone number or meet me in person. And they're not willing to work through my creep factor like resistance like they're, I'm like I just want to be like no you have to earn my number and they're like bye
1: <laughs> then I feel like they didn't pass the test they, right they, like that is the creep factor like <laughs> so bar true. line whether you're going to be like hey here are my boundaries and what I'm comfortable with and if they throw up a big fuck you then like cool then we're not this isn't gonna work i know because you like don't that, give a shit great like,
0: like that guy that's literally like i don't know if this is a good match because you won't meet me in person and i'm like i didn't say i wouldn't meet you in person i just i just said i haven't met anyone in yet. person yeah exactly exactly well
1: that's um, one thing that i love and i know that I, I think i told you this before too but i love when people unmatch with me like i i'm i I'm so grateful when it happens because I'm like, cool, on to the next. We're not a match. I'm not trying to convince you that I'm good for you. And if you don't want to, great. Then that saves me a whole lot of trouble of like a whole lot of time and back and forth. And it feels more efficient if you just like take yourself out of the mix.
0: Yeah. And I agree with you in theory, but I guess I'm finding that like everyone is taking themselves out of the mix. (laughs) And then I'm like... Am I doing this wrong? Because there's nobody left to
1: talk to. Yeah. Yeah. I think I go through periods of that. Right now, all of a sudden, there's a bunch of people messaging me. But there have definitely been times where it's been months. And I'm like, I don't even know why I'm on this.
0: Have you noticed an uptick in messages Like once we came into phase two of quarantine?
1: I guess so. Like I didn't put that together, but I guess it has been more of that. I know for me, like when quarantine started, I definitely got off the apps or stopped paying attention to them because I was just like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think at that point too, it, it was such, we didn't know how long this was going to be. right? And it felt like, well, fine, if I'm not going to talk to anybody for two weeks, why bother? Or am I not going to meet anybody for two weeks, why bother? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks became three months Became a much longer time And after yes. the first month I was like Oh, I'm I'm gonna have to figure out How to date in quarantine I This can't continue I yeah. can't do this thing um, But yeah, I guess like it's kind of There's light at the end of the tunnel At least for New York Of like, oh, okay Maybe meeting strangers for a walk Is okay And that'll be you know we could sit at an outside table and have food, and maybe that'll be you know something that's possible. So yeah, people more willing to to talk and, and make connections.
0: I feel like I've noticed a definite uptick. Like like you said, like everyone was sort of laying low in quarantine. My friend Jessica was saying the same thing. She was like, I don't feel like anyone actually is engaged in really getting to meet or do a video chat or talking because they don't see the point of this. And it's funny because at the beginning of quarantine, I had a couple guests on the podcast and they were predicting a quote unquote return to courting. They really thought that the quarantine would force people to have to, like, get to know each other a little bit. And it was, like, 100% not true. Like, people just literally were like, no, I'm not going to do this until we can meet again. Like, no one – there was less people trying to get to know you. They just didn't even try.
1: But I think now that – because I think that also, you know, leaves out the fact that everybody was probably dealing with their own shit, too, around everything else. Like, I've definitely had that conversation with people during quarantine of doing, like, a video date, video chat date or something. And then, um, you know, soon after, they're just like, I don't know if I can do this. My I'm not in the right headspace. Like, I'm dealing with a lot of shit. So I think I think that came into play as well for a lot of people. Yeah. Which apps are you on right now? Right now, I am just on uh, Bumble and OKCupid. No, <laughs> I'm not on OKCupid. <laughs> I'm on I'm on Bumble and Hinge. And how is Bumble going for you? Um, okay. I feel like the two switch off as to where I'm meeting people or care about people that I like. That I'm care meaning like interested um, of the people that I'm connected with or talking to
0: between you mean between bumble and hinge
1: yeah yeah
0: because like i I don't know if you've ever listened to other other episodes but i have like a deep hatred for both tinder and bumble (laughs) because i hate the 24-hour expiration of bumble yeah like I just find like I would match with people and then I would send them a message. And then the 24 hours kept expiring. And I felt like actually I heard from a guy that guys were abusing it by just like swiping on everybody and letting the like waiting until someone matched with them and then seeing if they liked that person in the first place. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So not doing it intentionally, just like, yes to everybody. Let's see who likes me. And then I get to choose again.
1: Yeah. I mean, which is if, I don't know, I kind of feel like, eh, so what? Like, if that's the case, I don't put a whole lot into the first message. It might be like, hey, first name, and then mentioning something about what they have on their profile. Or, like, have you been on an adventure recently? Or something like that. And then if they answer, cool. If they don't, that's fine. You're so goddamn healthy about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's uh, you know a lot of therapy for the past <laughs> you're, you're like
0: doing a great yeah. job <laughs> I'm <laughs> um, I was talking to my friend Jessica the other day and I was so there's a um, new dating app called Chorus and I had mm-hmm. the founder um, on the podcast and she in quarantine created something called dating roulette and um, Uh, -hmm. and so these just reminds
1: me of like chat roulette, which immediately (laughs) gives me
0: anxiety. Okay. But basically, yeah, it's the same concept. It's basically like zoom with breakout rooms of like random people. And she had like a, they did like a big one with like 25 people, like four breakout rooms. And at the end you say who you want to maybe talk to more. And I gave four names Ah. and nobody matched with me. And I, yeah. I was feeling so rejected. And my friend Jessica was like, isn't that the same as just like, go like, how is that different from your regular dating no. life at all? Like, you just have to get over it. Like, it's like going on a date and not hearing back from the guy or it's like being ghosted on an app. Like, why are you why does this one feel different to you? And I'm like,
1: I don't know. I feel like shit because I saw their faces. <laughs> like Yeah, it's irrational. i saw their faces and it's all at once.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. It was like four rejections at one time.
1: It's everybody being like, nah, it's all right. Yeah,
0: I was like <laughs> like yeah, like going to like like five auditions in one day and nothing happens. You're like, Well, I yeah. thought I beat the ads there.
1: Yeah, I thought I had a better chance. But yeah, okay. <laughs> what the oh hell? man. Yeah, that feels like a lot of pressure. That feels really ugh. see because I can what I, the thing that I think is good and bad about dating apps is that you can create any story that you want in your head, True. where it can be dangerous because you can become invested in somebody that Oof. isn't really a match or, you know, I've definitely, especially as a storyteller, can create entire relationships out of one message,
0: right? Mm. I can go
1: down that rabbit hole but know that I have a propensity to do that. So I stop myself and be like, great, that's not reality. Let's get back to what's really happening. Um, But you can also like hype yourself up in the opposite way too. If, If you don't know anything about the person, you can tell yourself whatever story you want about like, well, that person was dumb or, you know, they don't have the money to do, or they don't wanna pay for Bumble. So they're not gonna, you know, extend their 24 hours. And they were just really busy that day. Whatever, tell yourself that's, any story you want.
0: That's a hundred percent true and and you know, psychologists have said that women tend to create stories in general around mm. like little pieces of information. like mm-hmm. in the way that if you have a conflict at work, it then becomes like a big, huge. Yeah, story that you've created about yourself about how you have no self worth and how people hate you and like none Mm -hmm. of that is true. And I I think that 100% extends into dating. Um, Like the way that that you can the way that our brains are hardwired to think three steps ahead. Um, that's sort yeah. of detrimental to dating, where you're like, <laughs> you've already created the path of where this this quote unquote relationship or this like this um, time with this guy is gonna go, <laughs> yep. and are
1: vastly disappointed when it doesn't go your way. Yep, that's I yeah, but that so that is something for meeting like as soon as possible. Or for me, I definitely am like asking to video chat as soon as possible because you do get more information and I don't create a persona about somebody based on a sentence or two um, that doesn't then, <laughs> I get attached to, to whatever the text conversation is, and it's not reality.
0: <laughs> You're so, like I said, I do that all the time. You're so well-balanced. <laughs> I'm very envious. It was a lot of, a lot of <laughs> I'm self-talk. Like, I'm like, all the time I do that, it's insane. But wait, you said recently that you had a second video date, like a <laughs> callback, did. if you will. Yeah. I was like shocked to high heaven. Like you had two. I can't how can you someone came back? Tell me tell me everything.
1: Yeah, I mean it really like the first so all of my first conversations end about end up being about what's happening in the world, about coronavirus, about social justice issues. Um, because it's
0: light the, date banter. <laughs> yep. Totally real light, real flirty.
1: <laughs> um uh, yeah. Cause I just, I'm so passionate about it that it really overtake, like anything that anybody says, I relate it right back to that. Partly because I'm, I'm kind of trying to adjust for, for who they are and trying to fish for who they are and, um, just make sure we're, it's so important to me. I want to make sure that we're on the same page politically and socially, mm, mm-hmm. um, because it's just, if that's not gonna be a match, it's a non-starter, it's, it's, it's gonna be terrible. Um, but yeah, so our first conversation was that, and I was like, oh, well, I don't actually have any feelings for this person, but they wanna like talk again, so I should give them the benefit of the doubt. Why not try it? Sure, let's go ahead. And then um, the second conversation ended up being all about uh, film and production. <laughs> they're so you have to industry. do a third one. <laughs> well, no. After that, I was like, I think you're a nice person. I'm not really feeling any vibes. Okay. But let's keep in touch about film. <laughs> yeah, like you could be colleagues. But I think you bring yeah. up a really good
0: point. Like um, I was talking about this with my, my friend Amanda the other day. She said that she had gotten to a, like a heated email exchange with someone um, just like about the Politics of what's happening in our, our country right now, mm-hmm. and she wasn't doing it to get a date. Ultimately, she was doing it because she just felt like compelled to express her opinion and also to kind of, yeah, just unapologetically explain her point of view. Let's say that um, this is an she,
1: email through a dating site or through something yeah,
0: else? she was emailing. I guess they had exchanged email addresses, because she said they were emailing, like lengthy emails. And they ended up going on a co-walking date. And I was like, fascinated. (laughs) I was like, hold on, you went there, like no holds barred, no apologies, like going down the dark route that everyone says don't do on like a first interaction, getting into politics, letting a man know your opinion, schooling someone in very, Mm. very divisive, I don't have subjects right now. And they still Mm -hmm. wanted a date. And I think that's so interesting because you're right. If this person was going to date you, that's who you are. Yeah. And if they can't, if they can't handle that, if they can't, like, if you can't exchange those intellectual concepts on like a high level, then that person's not the
1: right partner for you at the end of the day. Completely. Completely. I feel that way about everything too. Again, I love when people unmatch me because of something I said. Like, great, this is fantastic because we're not a match anyway. Right. Um, but yeah, and but I also, it's interesting with with everything going on in our country, you know, the political climate and uh, social justice issues and um, all that stuff, like I, I, I put filters on who I'm looking for and only want to date people that actively put themselves out as being liberal. Mm -hmm. I don't, if, if you're taking, saying you're moderate, I, (laughs) I don't buy it one because we are so politically divided. I just don't buy anybody who calls themselves a moderate and that's my own bias. Um, and if you don't put it out there then my first question and i have done this with people my first question to them is why like why isn't that front and center what are you trying to hide what are you ashamed of (laughs) um and and yeah going from there i did that to one person and they we actually did have a video chat as well ended up not being interested but you know yeah
0: but i love i love this idea of like really And I think as women, we are socialized to say, like, don't scare the guy away, like don't put forward your most intense um, or dare I say controversial personality aspects on the first date. Right. Mm -hmm. Like this is just like this is just so let's get to know each other without deep diving into what we believe or who we are or to have arguments. But I, I love embracing the opposite. I think that's really bold of you to just be like, no, we're going to we're going to fucking dive into it early <laughs> on. And that will let me know if you're the right person for me.
1: Yeah. Well, part of it, I think, comes with age, right? Being now in my late 30s, I just don't want to spend the time on anybody who isn't going to be a match ultimately. And I'm pretty secure in who I am, what I think and what I want. So why, why avoid that?
0: Yeah, so how do, you, um, how do you like bring it up? Like what's one of the questions that you would ask people or how do you sort of, I don't know, address the topic? Um, I feel like everything relates. Um... All right, so let's say, let's say what if I was just like, hey, what are you up to this weekend? As they all say, the same fucking thing. So what are you 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 up to this weekend? Yeah.
1: To this weekend. Um, Well, I mean, it depends on the weekend. Probably going to a protest. (laughs) Okay, solid. That'll be like the first thing that'll like be out there and be like, yeah, going to this protest. What about you? You know, and then I, I even with the person that didn't put their political affiliation on their profile and I was curious, I just that was one of the first questions I started out with was, why isn't that on your profile? why don't you have a selection? What do you think? Um, like, where do you stand? Uh, other times people could be like, um, yeah, which just like everything going on in the world, like very vague. So I'm like, what do you mean? What's everything what's included in that? Everything. Mm, mm. Um, yeah, things like that. Just be, I mean, I think it for me personally, I am like, very straightforward to the point of being blunt a lot of times I've I've tried to change it and soften it it's not happening so that's just is what it is so what are the struggles that you're
0: experiencing in dating if any some people I mean I'm I'm it's sort of a generalization I'm finding a lot of people are finding obstacles but um uh you know could be going great for you but I'm assuming it's challenging so oh sure what what
1: is it that that you're struggling with I think just the fact that the only way to meet people at the moment is through apps. And in general, like recently, I don't recently, like in the last decade, I feel like everybody's relied on apps to date and it's just not the best way for me to date. Um, How so? And.
0: Huh? How so? Like, what is oh, it that that's challenging about it? for I you? mean,
1: the fact that it, it is pretty shallow, it is you're looking um, on it's so visual and it's all about that initial kind of attraction just based on what someone looks like Mm. whereas my interest and my attraction in a person is so much more about a personality and the way in which someone speaks and you know can they banter can they make jokes do they not take themselves too seriously do they have something that they're passionate about that they're working towards, like all of those things are really attractive to me. Um, But there's no way to know that on an app. So really I've just been using the apps as like, okay, you fit like several criteria. Sure, you seem nice. Um, Let's meet in person and then I can tell more. But that takes a lot of time and effort So what I do like about quarantine is that the first meeting is over video chat, because I feel like that saves me a lot of time and energy.
0: Yeah, I think I 100% agree with you, and I'm finding that that is the disconnect that's sort of universal. That um, just you know to make a generalization, but a generalization I'm finding to be true that men are visual people. Like how Mm -hmm. many times is do you get on an app on a message? a guy just their leading line is you are so gorgeous you're very attractive I would love to meet you like it's a lot of the same vein um Mm -hmm. like no one really responds to the content of your profile whereas I feel like we as women are intellectually stimulated by all of the things you mentioned Mm -hmm. and um like I'm always looking for content in a profile and I always will comment on something they put in there to start a conversation and that those two like desires are just I don't know how to make them match up
1: um I have started just um telling people if I think they're cute I try to stay away from adorable that's something that I go to that I'm just like I think this person is adorable but I'm like that feels emasculating so I'll say like you have, like, I'll, I'll go the opposite route. I'll do the same thing that men do to women. I'll say to them, like, you have a really cute smile or um, um, I think you're attractive or whatever. And, and that gets a pretty good response because you're stroking their ego. Yes,
0: <laughs> you gotta play their game. <laughs> you gotta play the game. Yeah, but it gets where it fizzles out and just sort of implodes in your face is once you start the conversation, like I said, mine kind of fizzle out after three or four exchanges when Mm -hmm. they either can't keep up the conversation or they're like ready to meet or like have a phone number. And I'm just like, no, we haven't exchanged any conversation yet. We've just told each other that we like each other's faces. Yeah, it's like not enough for me.
1: Yeah. Well, I do like that a lot of the apps now have within the app a way to do a video chat. Which
0: ones are doing that?
1: Hinge and Bumble both have that. Hey, really?
0: Maybe I need to update my app. <laughs> that might be
1: helpful. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> That's pretty But cool.
1: yeah, you can do it in app without exchanging any information, which is always the, the plus of apps is that you don't have to give any of your information away for the creeper. Oh,
0: right, right, right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm 100% looking into that. (laughs) I'm such a dummy. Yeah. Wait, what was Hinge? And then what was the other one you said?
1: And Bumble. Oh, right, because I'm not on Bumble. Right. Because I hate it. But I'm with you on Tinder. I find Tinder to just be a trash heap. I don't don't know the last time that I've been on Tinder.
0: Yeah, it's just um, of all of the apps that seem to be solely focused on attraction and hookups and, like, Mm Base level needs, that one mm-hmm. seemed to be the worst. I think because you don't really have a profile, it's all just like pictures. So, what else do you have to go
1: on? Oh, are there are no words, like literally, I've not been on it for so long. There's no words associated with it, it's just photos. I mean,
0: last time I was on it, unless they've changed it, but that was like several years ago, it was just pictures. And then when you match, you can have um, a message, but there's no yeah. like explaining who you are or what you value or yeah. whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, not for me. I'm
0: curious to hear, um, Justin, if uh, I'm just really interested in this idea of like leaning into the tough things about you that women have been socialized to stay away from, like starting out with your political views. Have you had anybody start a conversation with you like on any of those topics?
2: like, how do I feel about women's rights? Like right off the bat?
0: Well, we can start there. Just <laughs> to put you under hot water. <laughs> yeah, um,
2: I no, nobody's approached me that way. Um, but I l- welcome that actually.
0: What about just like any, any, anything to do with like the current political climate?
2: Yeah, not so much. I mean, coronavirus stuff maybe, but no Black Lives Matter kind of content. I mean, I have in my profile like pretty straight up like, um, you know, Black Lives Matter, um, transgender rights kinds of things. But Say no one's name. actually
0: acknowledged that you have that in your profile.
2: No, 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 no. People have acknowledged that, but nobody's been like, I guess maybe because of that, nobody's opened a conversation with how do you feel about this or that? Because I've, I've made it pretty clear.
0: I think Melissa might be the only one on the dating apps doing that to be perfectly fair. No,
2: no. I've seen, I've seen a bunch of women who have, um, you know, different, like, politically motivated sorts of like statements about themselves. Like, about
0: their, on their profile. You know. But in yeah. terms of, we're talking about like a, a first oh. interaction. How would you feel if, um, like, right off the bat, you start, a woman comes in and starts talking to you? Hopefully, let's assume her beliefs align with yours, but um, starts talking in about protesting and um rallying and black lives matter and transgender rights and like well, i don't know pick your pick your cultural topic of the <laughs> day <laughs> <laughs> like right in starts in like within the first 3 sentences how would you feel I, about that
2: i love it i think it's great you do e- and, yeah and even if they disagree i i just love engaging in those kinds of conversations so anything like i'm totally open and happy for it
0: i'm so i'm so interested in that and i'm i'm did you ever get socialized that way? Melissa, did you, did like, were you told to sort of be polite in a first exchange? Oh, sure. Like, um, and to not be like, not to address controversial topics or to bring up something that could potentially make someone uncomfortable.
1: I think definitely. And like in a, in a variety of ways was told to, yeah, monitor what I say, how I act. Basically, though, a theme of my entire growing up and to current day has been that I'm too aggressive. So I think that I have been trying to been socialized, but I just fuck against that because it's just not in me. Bravo, woman.
0: <laughs> Hell yes to you. I mean, I, I feel like I've been, i am always got that little voice in my head that's um, reminding me to not... Show 110% of my personality in a first meeting with anybody, not just like a date.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely feel that. I mean, I've gone, I've, it's been a journey to get to where I am that I feel good about that, doing that with anybody, and to not immediately go down the path of like, oh, everybody hates me. Um, that thought will still come up. I've just become more accustomed to challenging that thought and um, and not give it any weight or as much weight or try to veer off of it when I can. But um, but yeah, no, it's not been easy. It, it's not, I think, especially before the Me Too movement became more prevalent and people started talking more um, mainstream about like a woman isn't a bitch, maybe she's just a boss. You know, mm.
0: um,
1: when that kind of thought started happening again, it, it became a little easier because there was the mainstream language that I could use to call people on those things or um, people just became more used to their biases. Like in the same way with Black Lives Matter, people are kind of right. Oh, we live in a uh, patriarchal society and a white supremacist society. Got it. Now I can kind of try to dig through my implicit biases and see the ways in which I participate in that um so yeah it hasn't always been easy mm. but uh here we are
0: but it's also you're right it does come with age like everyone says you know once you get into your 40s it's like zero fucks given it's sort of like oh, I'm, I'm here so looking forward to and it I'm not, yeah I'm not apologizing for who I am Um, but you're right. I think we have fortunately reached a place in society where it's like, we can acknowledge at least what's, I mean, you would be an idiot to say that this isn't happening right now. Um, Mm -hmm. you, or just like, you know, complete hiding willfully ignorant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just putting blinders on and living your life, which a lot of people Mm -hmm. are doing, but, um, it's enough to say like, so it shouldn't make people uncomfortable if you're going to be, talking about it like everyone's everyone's talking about it like it's it's now it's like not weird if you bring it up at a cocktail party because like everyone's fucking talking about it how can you not talk about it um but let's go back to justin so i'm really curious about um just like your dating experiences with let's say just like take the political aspect out of it um about what just to label what we would say like direct or aggressive women in a positive way strong women like, how do you, uh, what's your perspective of that in the dating scene? Uh,
2: I've, I mean, I, I mean, for years I've had a statement on, you know, like each, like each of the different apps are different, right? Like, um, they provide you different opportunities to say things like you've you know, talked about. And, um, and so I've approached them all kind of in different ways. And on one of the, on Hinge, I think it is like I have a statement that basically just says like I'm looking for like really strong opinionated people.
0: Ooh, hell yes.
2: So, I, I think that that certainly helps attract that kind of person because they look at that and and they, you know, say like, okay, this is somebody I don't have to like hedge or play that game with.
0: What is it about? strong independent direct women that attracts you to them
2: um i just like i'm i'm just attracted to confidence and to me that's a it's a place of confidence and that's not to say that people who you know aren't strongly opinionated aren't confident in other ways it's just it's one indicator right um and it's a particular like place of confidence i guess also um so i just i just I just really like people who are bold.
0: Do you think that comes from anything in your upbringing?
2: Yeah, certainly. You know, I think, um, you know, my mom's a pretty strong woman, right? And I Mm. think that that's definitely been a, um, like a a condition on on which I kind of like base potential partners, right? Like it's pretty standard. Uh, Freudian sort of thing, maybe, right? <laughs> um, so I, I, yeah, I think that that's been part of it. I think, you know, I grew up kind of being that, that guy that girls didn't consider threatening, really. I was, like, always, like, really interested in talking and really interested in getting to know people. Um, you know, when I was younger, I thought that that was how I was going to get girls to like me, right? Like, I remember thinking that the idea was... You know, in junior high, high school, you know, I don't know what women are interested in, but I hear all the time that people who are married, they say, oh, he's my best friend. So I thought mm. that, you know, that for me, because I was kind of like a late developer, like physically, I thought my angle, for lack of a better term, um, was that like I could be like a good friend.
0: You'd sneak in via the Aww. best friend route. Oh, yeah. yeah that Yeah.
2: Yeah, you know, as a teenager, like,
0: that's That was that's a great. solid, solid sort of MO of a lot of teenagers, I think.
2: Yeah, Did sure. it work? Oh, no, it was terrible. No, because <laughs> as I discovered later, like, there also has to be that sort of, like, physical, like, chemistry or, like, sexual attraction. And for me, like, for, for years and years, like, even into college, I thought that expressing any sort of sexual desire made me a jerk. Like a bad person, so I kind of like really like pushed back against those feelings in myself or expressing anything like that, um, because I thought that that was a negating factor.
0: Where do you think that idea came from?
2: Just you know socialization, like seeing things on movies or like hearing girls, friends of mine, you know girls that, you know, I, I and I was friends with a lot of girls too, even if I wasn't like trying to like be their best friend so that they would like me, right? Like I had lots of friends anyway that were just girls. So like I would have conversations with them and I just associated like men are only after one thing, all men are jerks with this idea of sexual interest.
0: That's mm-hmm. so interesting.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I, so I was really like a late developer um, in terms of like how to approach women in a, in a way that was respectful, but also like, I'm also interested in you physically. So that took a long time.
1: Well, I think it's also interesting because you're taking like being a teenager, hearing advice from adults that are in a very different stage of life. Oh, totally. right, And trying to apply that as a teenager when you're just like a set of raging hormones. <laughs>
2: right. Yeah, 100%, no, totally correct, yeah. yeah.
1: But
0: there, we did friend zone Even as teenagers, as still as like, if you do not have that, this is what I always, always, always say is constantly missing from the dating scene, especially on first dates. That people do are so concerned about just like getting along; they're not expressing. Um, desire, sexual desire mm-hmm. and that's, that's a sort of what we refer to as chemistry. If you don't feel desired and if you don't desire yourself if that thing is missing then it's like um, it's a deal breaker for both parties. But yeah. um that it's just like it's right out of like every John Hughes movie. <laughs> like the like, yeah. I'll be her best friend and she'll cry <laughs> on my shoulder and then she'll realize she loves me, like <laughs> but my friends I have guy friends that did that too. Yeah. It's like a solid, solid way to grow up in America.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally.
0: That's that's crazy. Um, well, I think this is like a really important. I think especially in this t- this day and age, like I think this is so important that like it's just a lesson that we just need to lean into who we actually are and our own identities, and not be afraid of like scaring people away with our own truth, um, mm-hmm. even even if we've been told by our parents, by our society that like that that you shouldn't ruffle feathers. Um, I think women especially, especially I mean, like Justin's here to tell us that, like, he's not scared by strong, independent women that have an opinion, (sighs) a political opinion, no less, you know, Mm -hmm. and you are an example of that. My friend Amanda is an example of that. I think you guys like this is the way forward. Just um, unapologizing, not apologizing for who we are and what we believe in.
1: Yeah. And I think that it's worth saying that it's hard. It's hard to break that socialization, um, and it's not going to happen overnight. But the more that you try it, the easier it gets. And and when you do get positive reinforcement for being yourself, then it feels better.
0: Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna just. I think that's like, like a good suggestion for everybody. Like maybe you don't have to like lean into. Um, educating people as strongly as you have, um, <laughs> which is I honor you and I respect you so much. Um, I don't have that quite in me, but you know, I can, I, I think I've been afraid to start with like, how are you feeling about um, all this social unrest or have you participated? Like, like I've been having sort of like convos and I think I might want to just sort of dip my toe in and see know just see how people respond because as you said they're not real interactions anyway so what is there to lose you know
1: yeah and for me what i'm thinking i'm realizing too even through this conversation is if it's an indication of what kind of level of empathy self-awareness compassion or just involvement with your community that a person has and those are all going to be things that are going to be important for me in a relationship too. So if you can't empathize with the people that are literally fighting for their lives in the street, I don't, it won't work.
0: That's a hundred percent true. We should be screening for values that we desire. Yeah. Uh, Up front. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much. Um, this has been an incredible conversation. I think I definitely, I'm vowing to change.
1: <laughs>
0: um, no, you both, you both inspired me. Um, and maybe we've inspired others too, which is the most we can hope for in life. Um, but thank you guys so much for for coming on the podcast and, and being willing to speak openly about your dating lives, which we don't always do. And um, Justin, I, I hope we get to potentially meet in real life, in the future. Yeah,
2: yeah, me too. You know, I, uh, I was looking at uh, Facebook, right? And you and I have more friends in common than Melissa and I do.
1: Stop what? It. Are you of kidding course. me?
2: Yeah. That's not
1: entirely surprising. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. I have to check it out. That's yeah. isn't
0: that weird? We It was see, it was we were meant to be drawn together. Yeah, Look that's at that. Right. the podcast yeah. unites everybody, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. Um, all right, you guys. Well that is it for this episode of hashtag single. We will catch you next time.